Welcome to the Gap Church Podcast, where we're filling the gap through freedom and the truth. Please enjoy this week's message. And obviously, we're now in week three of our series, Gifted. Gifted, we're talking about the gifts of the Holy Spirit, amen? And so we all know the fruits of the Spirit, peace, love, joy, kind, you know, all that self-control, but we're now talking about the gifts of the Spirit because inside every single person, as you are a believer in Christ, as you are connected with him in relationship, the reality is that there is something within you. Amen? And I guess I'll just do a quick pub. There's something within you, and so guess what? Maybe this Friday you may birth it. At deeper night. Come on. You're going to birth it. Amen? And so... One thing that I, I really want us to do in this series is that I, I want us to be seeking God constantly and asking God, what gifts have you put inside of me? What gifts have you put inside of me? I want that to be a consistent prayer point as we are going through this series because we're going to talk and break down some of these prayer points one by, or some of these uh, gifts one by one. You know, but I want us to think to ourselves, what has God put inside of me? That's the biggest thing. I know we pray the the purpose prayer, but I want us to ask ourselves, God, what gift have you put in me? There's some prophets in this room. Come on. There's some people who have the gift of interpretation in this room. You know, people who have the gift of faith that every time your friend comes to you and tells you a crazy idea, you're like, girl, I believe it. It's not just your personality. It's the gift inside of you. Amen. And so we pray that this series is going to wake you, wake you up and be sensitive to what God has put inside of you. Amen. So uh, if you're taking notes, the title of this message is The Language of the Holy Spirit. It's pretty straightforward. No gimmicks, nothing crazy. The Language of the Holy Spirit. Um, we're going to be dissecting two gifts today. The gift of tongues and the gift of interpretation of tongues. Amen. These two uh, gifts are can be pretty, you know, controversial. And so uh, I want us to just pray, Holy Spirit, give me insight, give me understanding. Amen? Can we just pray that? Holy Spirit, give me understanding, give me insight for whatever we're going to talk about. Lead me. And I want, us to, I want you to do your homework, everyone. Please, everything we say on this platform, go back home. I know you don't want to do it. Look in your Bible. Open your Bible. Study it. I'm not God. The Lord is not God. Yanni's not God. Anu's not God. Anyone that's on this altar, we're not God. We work for God. (laughs) And so I want you to understand you have to know God for yourself. And so everything we say, go back. Go to your Bible, open it up, and learn for yourself. Amen? And so as I was preparing for this message, it's like, it was a pretty straightforward. Me, I like the teaching method. I like to go straightforward, just very like, you know, bam, 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 one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, bam, class dismissed. Um, but as I was preparing, it's almost like God wanted to give me context as far as how did we get to this place where we are now speaking in tongues and there's a place for interpretation. And so the first thing, and I want you to write this down if you're taking notes, write language and communication. Language and communication. You see, in Scripture, because if you think about this, when we think of tongues, tongues is a what? A spiritual language, but it's also a way of communication. And so what happened is that I start to think this is a language that we can communicate with God, but also has been given to us. So it's important to understand Up until 
Acts. How has God been communicating and what has his language been? What has, what, what's the importance of language been? And so when we look at scripture, we see that the first two forms of communication put in scripture, the first one, of course, is between the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. In scripture, it says, let us make man in our image. So we see the first, first context and aspect of, of, of communication. But with man, we see in Genesis, if you read your Bible, the Adam and Eve story, we see that God communicates with Adam. He communicates with Adam in the garden. What does this let us know? God loves proximity. He loves close proximity. God wants to be close to you. I'm giving you a framework. He wants to be close to you. He wants to be intimate with you. And so God communicates with Adam close. You see, in Latin, communication is actually communicare, and that means to share. To share. So God wants to share things with you. He wants to share things with you. And so we see this throughout Scripture that from the beginning, God speaks to man. And then we now see when his son comes unto earth, we see God still speaks to man intimately. He says Jesus spoke to his disciples. But see, that's communication. But what does language come in? I think it's really important because when we think about language, the first instance of language that we know or we see in Scripture is the Tower of Babel. Yeah. You see, the Tower of Babel is a story that we tend to look down on, and it makes a lot of sense, trust me. But it lets us know that God has an intentionality that he wants us to have one language. Think about it. The Scripture says that they all had one language. They all spoke one language. Are y'all following yeah. They all spoke one language. It wasn't until, as humans do, being selfish and wanting to do our own things, that we said to ourselves, we speak the same language, let's build a tower to heaven, that God said, oh, wow, with what I gave them to give me glory, they are now trying to give themselves glory. And so we see that at that moment, God disperses and breaks up and creates different languages. But what does, it doesn't take away that God's intention was for us to have one language. It doesn't take away from that. So we see with language, God wants us to have one language. With communication, God wants to be intimate in communication. Are y'all following? Okay. Good, good, good. I want to give you a context. Because now, here's the thing. Something happens that can scare a lot of people. For the first time in this Bible, for the first time in the story that we also love about the redemption of, of, of believers and redemption of, of bringing God back or humans back into relationship with God, we see that Jesus ascends. And so in the Old Testament, God is speaking to man. In the New Testament, Jesus is speaking to man, but he ascends. So who else is now speaking to man? Think about this. So there's a slight moment where communication with God is absent. Y'all following? Okay. I'm trying to make sure y'all following. And so when we see Acts 2, 1, 4, because here's the thing. It's interesting that Jesus, Jesus gave them instruction. We do see, of course, that, you know, 
um, there is an angel that does communicate to them a little bit that says, like, bro, what are you guys doing? You're looking up. Come on, get up. Get to the other room. Follow the instructions, you know? But we see now in Acts 2, 1 to 4, it says, when the day of Pentecost came, all the believers were gathered together in one place. Verse 2, suddenly there was a noise from the sky which sounded like a strong wind blowing, and it filled the whole house they were sitting in. Verse 3, then they saw what looked like tongues of fire which spread out and touched each person there. It says now they were all filled with the Holy Spirit intimacy and began to talk in other languages. So we now see that an introduction to the third head of the Trinity now introduces intimacy and language. I'm just giving you context before we get super practical. Y'all got me? Shake your head if you're following. If your neighbor's asleep, wake up. <laughs> so I want y'all to follow because we're going to get, it's a little bit deep, but we're going to get really practical pretty quickly. So I'm just trying to get y'all to follow, you know. But what's important about this and why I want you to understand this is that in many times we see that every single time there's communication and there's language, it is most times going to start from God. Get where I'm going. In the Old Testament, God spoke to Adam. We see in the New Testament, Jesus is initiating conversation. But now even in the, 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 the new dispensation of the spirit of God we see there's an enabling now what does this mean that when they're enabled it means that they have no power on their own to speak what they're speaking something literally pushes it out of them so the language that we all know as speaking in tongues cannot be just faked it has to be literally pushed out of you because here's the thing the moment and this is why I loved I love this topic is because that aspect of it being pushed out of you is an indication of most times what's inside of you. And so that's a pointer for some people. When it comes to tongues, it's about being enabled. Don't try and fake it. You must be enabled. And so as we have all this context about language and communication and all these different things, this is where we now have... Later in the New Testament, we have Paul speaking in 1 Corinthians 12, 10, and he says very simply to another, he's talking about the gifts as we all know, we've read the scripture in the past few weeks, he says to another working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another discerning of spirits, to another different kinds of tongues or diverse tongues, to another the interpretation of tongues. We see for the first time in scripture, we are now understanding and realize that this spirit of God, this, the spirit, the language of the spirit is now considered a gift. And so why this is important is because until then, it was just coincidental. We see Paul, or we see Peter with Cornelius, and he's with the Gentiles, and all of a sudden, we see tongues erupt. But what this lets us know is that the Spirit of God is so intentional because, yes, he can be within you, but when it comes to the flowing of tongues, he chooses you and gifts you. So I want you to understand if you don't have tongues yet, don't feel pressured. He's coming to you. And so, let's go practical now, all right? Breathe. Breathe. I just came to the Gap Church, dang. <laughs> I was just trying to chill. <laughs> let's breathe. And so, let's get practical. 
In scripture, we see that there's many types of tongues, three specifically that I have noted here. I mean, if you have other, maybe you can check in for yourself as you go back home and read your Bible, okay? <laughs> but we see, number one, a specific type of tongue is uh, strange to the person speaking it. We call this the evidence of tongues. It's strange to the person speaking it. Mark 16, 15 to 17, Mark 16, 15 to 17 says here strictly, it says this. It says, he said to them, go throughout the whole world, Jesus speaking, and preach the gospel to all people. Verse 16, whoever believes and is, all, and is baptized will be saved. Whoever does not believe will be condemned. Verse 17, believers will be given the power to perform miracles. They will drive out demons in my name. And it says what? They will speak in strange tongues. They will speak in strange tongues. Think about that. Strange. What does strange mean? It means you probably don't know what the heck you're saying. But like it's, un, like it's completely strange. Like, it ha, like what's, what's this? And we see that in the scripture in Acts. We see that strange tongues came out. Now, I want you to break, I want to break your mind about this. There's a possibility that there can be diversity and strange tongues at the same time. And we'll get to what diversity of tongues is, but it's possible that in a place where the Spirit of God is moving like crazy, strange tongues erupt from you, and it can be diversity of maybe you're speaking Japanese. It's strange to you, but it's also diversified. Are y'all following? All right, cool. Number two, we have tongues that are unknown to the person speaking it. And many times this is devotional tongues, unknown to the person speaking it. I love the word unknown because it just means that I just don't know what I'm saying. It doesn't mean it's strange to me. Are y'all following me? It doesn't mean it's strange to me. I just don't know what I'm saying. And many times this is devotional tongues. What is devotional tongues? When you're in your secret place and, you know, you put on your favorite, uh, your favorite warfare instrumental. <laughs> and then you just start going in, you know. <laughs> Do you really know what you're saying? Even if you have the same cadence of words, do you really know what you're saying? Okay. Unknown tongues. It says Acts 10, 46, for they heard them talking, talking in unknown tongues and extolling and magnifying God, just talking in unknown tongues. Number three, third type of tongue, is diversity of tongues. And I love these words because it means it's diverse to the person. Diverse to the person speaking it. There's two definitions for diversity. It means variety and very different. I would like to go the route of variety for this. Variety means that probably different types of tongues within the same person. And so we see this in the manifestation in Acts 2, there's a diversity of tongues. And I want you to understand that the, the, the role of diversity of tongues is for, the, is for evangelism. Following? Okay. When I say evangelism, 
In scripture, we see this. As soon as they begin to speak in tongues, we see a people. It says in Acts 2, verse 5, it says, There were Jews living in Jerusalem, religious people who had come from every country in the world. When they heard the noise, a large crowd gathered. They were all excited. Let's be real. If you bring one of your friends that maybe has nothing to do with Christ, does not like anything, and you bring them into a sanctuary filled with people speaking in tongues, do you think they'll be excited? What can make someone excited is when they know where you're from and you're speaking their language. Because and now it's almost like, hmm, how do you know how to speak that? Interesting. Like, how, how do you know that language? It's almost a pull point for evangelism. We see in Scripture that as soon as this happened and they were excited, we see Peter go into a full-on spill about the gospel. So you see, the thing about the gift of diversity of tongues is that literally... It allows for the opportunity to evangelize to people. And so, these are the types of tongues. Like I said, go back and read your Bible, study. But I want to go into the misconceptions because there's a lot of misconceptions. Everybody say misconceptions. Some of you um, probably have this conception in your head. So, um, <clears throat> Number one, and if you grew up in a... In uh, 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 some African households, um, or even just in certain places of your context, the number one, one of the major things, a misconception of tongues is that you are more spiritual if you can speak in tongues. Uh, as soon as you get that gift, I am Benny Hinn. <laughs> People... People tend to sometimes think that you're more spiritual. Oh, he must tarry. <laughs> he must tarry. Speaking in tongues does not mean that you're more spiritual. I was using this example, and, I, and, I, and, I, and the reason why I use this example is not for any controversy, but just to give us context. But when I read the story of Jesus, I don't see many or any instance of Jesus speaking in tongues. So if you have the concept in your head that maybe if you speak in tongues, you're more spiritual. So you're more spiritual than Jesus. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> so sometimes people have this mentality. In Scripture, Jesus says this very strictly. Matthew 7, 15 to 17. I'll just read 17, verse 17. It says, a healthy tree bears good fruit, but a poor tree bears bad fruit. What we judge by is what? By fruits. By, by that fruit we shall know them. That's it. Not by how many people fall when they touch them. Not by the, I always like to make a joke, like by the bombs of their tongues. You know, <laughs> the bombs. <laughs> Doesn't mean anything. You know? Um, number two, another, another misconception. A misconception is that you can, and I like to say it from the educational perspective, like, Come and follow my course. You can learn how to speak in tongues. And slightly with that, if you don't have it, you probably don't want it enough. It can be a little bit controversial. Follow me. I want you to understand this, everyone. Everyone's experiences are different. Right? Everyone's experiences are different. We see in Acts, they were tearing, and suddenly the Spirit of God descended and tongues came. We see, though, in the same scripture acts, we see Peter speaking to the, to the, to the uh, Gentiles. 
and just laid hands, and bam, tongues came out. They weren't tiring. It's different for every single person. This is why we say, do not compare yourself. Don't compare yourself. Every single person is different. I also use this example that just because you want a gift so bad, does that mean you're going to get it? No, it doesn't. It doesn't mean you're going to get it. I'm sure a lot of guys understand that with the PS5. We really wanted that PS5. We thought the girl was going to get it. We cut her off because of that. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm kidding. <laughs> Come to men's conference, we'll talk about it. <laughs> I'm totally kidding. I do not endorse ending relationships off of PS5s. <laughs> I do not endorse that. Number three, another misconception is that you cannot grow in speaking in tongues. This, this is totally smashed in Jude one twenty. It says, but you, my friends, keep on what? Building yourselves up on your most sacred faith. Pray in the power of the Holy Spirit. Build up yourselves. That's it. So when you wonder sometimes how, I mean, obviously there's a grace to different people. Like I said, don't compare. Stop, stop spiritual pocket watching. Okay? Don't compare. But sometimes when you see people just, it, it could have just been a buildup. They have built themselves up in their secret place. That's how you grow. So I am not going to expect you to be coming tongues blazing if you are not putting in the work in your secret place. It can grow. Your, tongue, your tongues can change. I said that as well in the first service. Your tongues can change over time. Number four, another misconception is that speaking in tongues is the only way to connect to God. If I can speak in tongues, I, I probably have faster access to God. If I don't have that gift, then maybe God doesn't hear me. I want you to understand that the moment that the Spirit of God was, was poured out upon the earth, and the moment that you came into relationship with him and you now have him within you, you are automatically connected to God, period. You are automatically connected to God because you are now his temple. By coming into relationship with him and believing in him, the spirit of God is now inside of you. That is the connection. So whether you pray to God in English or in tongues, you are connected. I want you to understand that the only thing that many times is great about tongues, not the only thing, but one of the great things about tongues is that it's true. Nobody else understands it except for God. That's it. So it's just, go straight to him. The devil can't understand it. I mean, if you can't understand it, probably, I mean, what's the role? You can't understand it. The devil can't understand it, but God can understand it. Number five, the last misconception I have here is that, and this may be a controversial one, Everyone should be able to interpret their tongues. Somebody's probably like, who thinks of this stuff? <laughs> Everyone should be able to interpret their tongues. I love this topic because it says it's a gift of tongues and gift of interpretation. It's not, it's not, it's not a buy one, get one free. Understand that. It's not... You don't just get it. It's not a deal. 
it's one and one. You can get this gift. And many times because we have the intro level of this gift, we don't really care about the interpretation aspect. And we'll get to that. But understand that even in Scripture, when I was looking at the word interpretation, and in Greek it means hermenia. And the definition of hermenia says an interpretation, giving the gist of a message rather than the strict translation. An equivalent meaning rather than a word for word rendering. Does that change your perspective a little bit about interpretation of tongues? So I want to encourage some people who may have that gift. I know you may not be spot on, but you're still operating in that gift. I, may, I know you may not have the full translation, but two to three words, that, that's the gist. That's the gist. That's the gist of it. And I want everyone to even do research on this. Interpretation many times. Do, in, do research on how interpretation was back then. I just want y'all to do research on it. I'm not going to give you the answer. Just go do research on that. Literally. The last thing I want to say as I'm closing is that remember all of this interpretation and the gift of tongues is for the body and for the edification of believers and bringing people to Christ. They're gifts. And so that's why I continue to say not everyone may have tongues. Check your heart. Why do you want it? I said this in the first service. Why do you really want to interpret your tongues? Check your heart. Because if you're trying to do it for your own purpose, go back into your secret place and interpret yourself. I mean, clap for yourself. <laughs> but it's for the body. You see, in 1 Corinthians 14, 4 to 6, and I'll summarize a little bit more of it. This is a, a scripture that many people find controversial as Paul is speaking to tongues and different things and, and orderliness in the church. He says, those who speak in strange tongues help only themselves, but those who proclaim God's message help the whole church. We're getting somewhere, guys. Trust me. I would like for all of you to speak in strange tongues, but I would rather you, I would rather that you had the gift of proclaiming God's message. I think all of us should want that gift. Amen? Right? It says, for the person who proclaims God's message is of greater value than the one who speaks in strange tongues unless there is someone present who can explain what is said so that the whole church may be helped. Now, I want to go a little bit further out, further into maybe verse 13. It says, the person who speaks in strange tongues then must pray for the gift to explain what is said. Do you hear that? Must pray for the gift. Why is Paul speaking of this? I want you to understand that Paul, and in this, in this context, we are all about making sure we do things with understanding. And so I love how we do things here, of course, because it lets us, even when we ask you if you can speak in your heavenly language, what do we also say? If you can't, I want you to ask the Spirit of God to, be, to, to, to give you something to pray about. We're all about getting to a place of understanding. And one thing I believe that this message will teach all of us is that we need to pray as a house. That God, we want the gifts in this house. 
So as one person is speaking diverse tongues, another person is interpreting. Understand that. As I read the scripture, I was like, man, what a church it was then. Shoot. One person was saying the word. Another person was prophesying. Another person was interpreting. Shoot. That's crazy. <laughs> so I want all of us to begin to ask God, God, is it me that you put this gift within me? And for those who have the gift of speaking in tongues, check your heart and say to God, God, I want to be able to, be able to bring people to you through these tongues I speak. Yes, I have a place for edifying myself, but I also want to give understanding to my friends who have been church hurt because of the way the Holy Spirit's been presented to them. Do you know what I'm saying? I want to be able to, I really want to be able to help some people who have a really bad lens on the Holy Spirit and let them know that the Holy Spirit's within me. I speak in tongues. I can interpret a little bit. Don't be scared, trust me. We're all good. And so in this series, as I'm closing, I want us to continue to pray, God, what is the gift that you've placed inside of me? The gift is not confined to these four walls. The gift is to go out all across the world. Whether you are in the business industry, the business sector, engineering sector, fashion, music, whatever it is, food, whatever it is, and to be able to use these gifts for the body and to bring people to Christ. Amen? Let's close our eyes real quick. The first thing I want us to just pray is, God, bring me into a place of evidence foiled by the Spirit of God. That's the first thing I want us to pray because for some of us, I want you to understand that maybe you, ha you don't have this uh, tongues, you don't have that gift. And maybe you actually desire it and you want to be able to edify yourself. You want to be able to, to, be able to operate from another level and really uh, bring people closer to Christ through, through, through God using you. I want you to ask God that please, Heavenly Father, I want the Spirit of God to give me evidence in my secret place. You don't know, maybe you just praying for, 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 for 30 minutes at midnight may be the time that the Spirit of God says, you know what, here's the gift. And the next thing I want us to pray, I want us to pray for the house, the Gap Church. I want us to pray, Heavenly Father, let this be a house that has gifts and edifies the body. God, let this be a house with many gifts that can edify the body and bring people back to you, bring people to know you. And even as we are praying, I want us to just bow our heads and just give an opportunity for some people, whether they're watching online or they're in the room. You see, as we're speaking about the gifts of the Spirit, it's important to understand that you cannot even have access to these gifts if you do not have a relationship with Christ. And so, there's probably some people in here that maybe you've had a relationship with Christ before and it wasn't the best and it was kind of rocking. You want to rededicate your life to Christ. 
this moment is for you. But there's also some people who are like, you know what? I haven't really had a relationship at all. It hasn't been anything like that. And I want to come into relationship with Christ. And so I want all of us to say this together in support. And if you are one of those groups, I want you to say this and speak it directly to God and declare it to him. Let's say this together. Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Help me to know you better. As I accept you today, take over my heart and dwell in me. Forgive me of my old ways and help me to change into the person that you want me to be. I love you, Lord, and I proclaim that you are my God. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's keep our heads bowed just for the next 30 seconds. If you said that prayer and you really meant it, whether you're online or in person, if you're in person, I just want you to raise your hand up because I want to pray for you real quick. If you're online, I want you to text SAVED because I just want to pray for you just real quick. Can you just raise it up a little bit higher so I can see you and I can pray for you? Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Heavenly Father, we want to say thank you for your children that are coming back to you and giving their life to you, Heavenly Father. I just decree, Heavenly Father, God, even as they're bringing their life back to you, Heavenly Father, I pray that you meet them intimately, you communicate with them, God, and you reveal yourself to them, Heavenly Father. I pray, Heavenly Father, God, by nature of even this topic, Heavenly Father, God, we pray for divine encounters in their secret place, God, divine encounters in their offices, in their schools, in their campuses, God, even just in their cars, Heavenly Father, God, we pray for divine evidence, God, we pray for those people that are coming back to you, Lord, that they begin to receive gifts, Heavenly Father, God, and begin to go upon the path that you have for them, Lord. We pray, Heavenly Father, God, against any voice of shame, any voice of guilt, any voice that wants to bring them back into their old ways and, and, and tell them lies, God, we silence every voice, Lord. We say thank you for this opportunity, God, and for every single person who is saved in this room, God, we just pray, Lord, that begin and continue to reveal what you've put inside of them. We pray, Heavenly Father, God, Lord, help them to steward the gift, help them to walk in the gift, Heavenly Father, God. We say thank you once again. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Can we give some glory to God? Thank you for tuning in to the Gap Church Podcast. We hope this message blessed you. If you made that choice to give your life to Christ, congratulations. We celebrate you. Don't forget to text SAVE to 817-381-5353. Again, text SAVE to 817-381-5353. Thank you so much and have a blessed week.